It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Magic's roster is officially full. I know, crazy to say that here at this early stage of the offseason or this medium stage of the offseason. I don't know what stage of the offseason we're at. The Magic's roster's full. They've signed their last two-way contract. Now it's time to talk about training camp battles. That was me giving a thumbs up. Let's get to it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 27th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go back to Monday's big news since I skipped yesterday. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, we're going to go back to Monday's big news as the Orlando Magic complete their, essentially their roster uh, by signing a Kevon uh, sorry, Kevon Smith to a two-way contract. We will talk a little bit about what he brings to the table and a little bit into some of the roster battles that that now brings up as we start to look ahead to training camp. Plus, we'll chat about Chuma Okiki and where he fits into all this too because it's not just the end of the roster that's going to have some interesting battles. It's the entire roster that's going to have interesting battles. But before we get to that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there are great Lockdown podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. One of the big questions that we had left for this offseason um, was how the Magic would fill their last spots. I, I know that I have been kind of... Ringing the alarm is probably a bit much, but 
I've been noting that that this is a full roster that the Orlando Magic have. That this is a this is a full roster. That that there there's just a lot of players and a lot of young players that fans may want to see. Whether it's R.J. Hampton, whether it's Chumo Kiki, who we will talk about here in a minute, um, whether it's Bo Wagner. There, there there's a lot. There there are too many players on the team and not enough spots for them. We looked at Summer League, and, and, and really, you know, I think one of the reasons why maybe the Magic Summer League team was, was less than impressive or less than, um, less than noteworthy, at least on paper, before we actually saw them play, was that the Magic just didn't have a lot to offer or, or a lot of opportunity to offer. The biggest chance that they had was, was not a roster spot, but a two-way contract spot. And, and the Lakeland Magic have done a very good job um, you know, yes, they had a down season last year, but they've generally been a very good developmental outfit. Now, I, I think players want to play for the Lakeland Magic, but uh, by that same token, no one's dreaming of being in the G League. No one's dreaming, and no offense to the G League, and, and it's, it's been a great tool, but um, no one is dreaming of being in the G League. Uh, and so that's, that's not enough to move guys over. Um, so essentially, all the Magic had to offer when Summer League came around was that final two-way spot. And it turns out, as it often does, that final two-way spot is not even going to one of the players who frankly impressed, there were a lot of players that impressed on that Orlando Magic Summer League team, not even going to one of those players. The Orlando Magic announced officially on Monday, it was first reported by Chams Tarania of Stadium and The Athletic, later confirmed by Kobe Price of the Orlando Central, and now, of course, official. The Orlando Magic have signed Kevon Harris, to their final two-way spot, he'll join Admiral Schofield uh, on the two-way on uh, as the other player on a two-way contract. He has officially signed his two-way qualifying offer, so he is officially the two. So those two two-way spots are officially filled. Harris is a really interesting player. Um, you know, I, I think this was a case of the Magic went out and got a player on another team who was playing very, very well. Kind of stole him out from under Minnesota. Harris averaged 15.8 points per game on 57.7% shooting, 45.8%, 11 for 24, from beyond the arc in five appearances with the Minnesota Timberwolves in their summer league run. They went 2-3. and three. He had a 17-point game and a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, scored 23 points on 9 for 11 shooting against the Charlotte Hornets while in Vegas. Last year and for the last two years, he has played for Raptors 905 in the G League, Last year, averaging 15.1 points per game while shooting 47.3% from the floor and 34.3% from beyond the arc. He also added 5.8 rebounds per game for good measure. What the Magic are getting in Kevon Harris is a, a, a versatile wing, a versatile two guard. Really, he's really he's six foot five, I think. Um, can play that two guard, but he's built really solidly, so you can probably play him up at the three. Um, you know he can he he he's a tough guy. He can get into the basket. I, I watched a little bit of tape on him. Able to finish real real well around the basket. Can sometimes can get up above the rim on occasion. Um, but this is a guy who is, is a scorer first and foremost. And, and again, I think now what we're starting to see with the Magic is they've kind of got their foundations, and now as they've added more role players, they put they put an emphasis on shooting. Um, you know, again drafting Caleb Houston. Keeping Devin Kennedy around. Um, shooting is, I, I think, they know that's the next big skill they have to get. Um, they know that that is kind of the next piece of the puzzle for the Orlando Magic. And again, I think that's something 
that they're they're really working on on grabbing. He's six foot six, two hundred sixteen pounds, so a, a, a big dude. And if you watch his tape, you see him making his living in the paint. He is very good at getting in the paint, but he has a nice little step back jumper. He can create a little bit for himself off the dribble. Of course, always the question with these players is you're not paying him to average sixteen points per game unless he can do it. Um, but very very likely. The Magic are paying him to be the leading scorer on the Lakeland Magic, but when he comes over to Orlando to be a solid, versatile defender, can guard both guard, both wing positions um, as well as point guard, obviously, um, and then being able to uh, make open shots when he gets them, to, 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 to get open. And again, that's all all you're expecting from a guy like, uh, from a guy in this position. Uh, you know, again, I, 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 I there are some people who kind of hit me up like, well, what about Tommy Cuse? What about, you know, Manuel Terry? And, you know, again, I I always tell people this, like, look, the, the two-way contract is an interesting concept. We talked about it on our last show a little bit when we talked about Admiral Schofield, about what the Magic are trying to get out of their two-way contract. Um, it's it's not something to lose sleep over. I, that That's honestly how I would phrase it. This is not something to lose sleep over. If the Magic get this wrong, who cares? It's not the end of the world. It's not the biggest loss in the world. Um, so, you know, don't make mountains out of molehills here. However, what this does, though, is it closes off perhaps the last big thing that was up for grabs in training camp. Um, I really thought that the Magic were going to keep this spot open. I didn't think that they would sign a two-way player until they got to training camp or until after training camp when they kind of could figure out and sort through a couple, a couple of guys. I thought this would be sort of an open competition for the two-way spot. And again, two-way contracts are so easily discarded it may very, it may still very well be, but now the Magic are faced with some tough choices, and, and, and we noted this when the Magic signed Caleb Houston. They are now faced with tough choice because now they have locked away, or they have at least at this point kept under lock and key uh, one of these valuable roster spots. There is going to be a competition, and now the Magic have to eliminate someone off their roster. We're going to talk a little bit about what this means for guys like Devin Kennedy, Terrence Ross perhaps, um, you know, Caleb Houston, some of those summer league guys, and and what the Magic might be trying to look at and what the Magic might be trying to do as they get ready for training camp. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. You can even get the latest lines on Paolo Bancaro's stat line. Last I checked, they were their over-under was 17.5 points per game for Paolo Bancaro, plus 7.5 rebounds per game. So you can make your picks there whether you think Paolo Bancaro will do better or worse than the projected numbers. Plus, we're co- we're getting close to August here. The schedule will be coming out soon. We will get NBA over over unders as well. I believe BetOnline AG set um, or, or, I, I believe BetOnline.net set the over under for the Magic at 27 and a half wins. Think they'll think they'll get to 30? Hit that over pretty quickly. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening now. Bet online where the game starts. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, again, I don't want to belabor the point. I don't want to make this signing of Kevon Harris bigger than it is. It's a two-way contract. We're talking about the end of the roster. If everything goes right, he's not going to play very much. If the Magic are healthy, he's not going to play very much. Again, you know, the Magic, I think, are more worried or concerned with this pick about finding someone that they can trust to bring in to the fold when, when they need him, uh, can kind of fill a role, can maybe dummy something that they want to see. Um, again, he, he certainly fits some of the, the, the stylistic, um, you know, certainly positional uh, uh, way that the Magic want to play. Uh, but they also are looking to have a solid Lakeland Magic team. The Lakeland Magic are a business too. They want a good team, and certainly after last year, where they struggled and missed the playoffs, they want to be back in the playoffs. They want to be back competing for a championship. Um, but uh, this this has implications for a lot of players all over the roster. As things stand today, well, first let's start here. When you're in the offseason, you can carry up to 20 players. So it's not a decision the Magic have to make today. It's a decision the Magic have to make at the end of the preseason. In the offseason and through the end of the preseason, Every team can carry up to 20 players. So, not a big deal. The Magic already reportedly signed someone to a an Exhibit 10 contract. An Exhibit 10 contract, uh, for those who are not familiar, um, is essentially a, a, a kind of special contract that players sign. Uh, they get a little bit of extra money for showing up for training camp, uh, and then they uh, are kind of optioned to the G League. It's sort of like a, hey, we got dibs on this guy. Um, they uh, they they get waived. They clear waivers. They go play for the for your for your G League team. It's 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 a kind of special contract. That's kind of the the the, the dumbed down version um, of what it is. Uh, you'll see the Magic sign a couple more uh, t- Exhibit Ten guys. But as has been reported now, and as we understand, the Magic currently have 16 players under contract. They have their two two way players, Admiral Schofield and Kevon Harris, and now one Exhibit Ten player. During the regular season, you can only carry 17, 15 players under normal contract and two two-way players. So as we sit here today, before we do anything else, Orlando has to cut a player. And like I said, I felt like what the Magic might end up doing and what I thought the Magic were going to do was they were going to end up cutting Devin Kennedy and putting him into that two-way spot. That way, you know, Kennedy is a guy they gave a, two, uh, a two-year contract to, uh, that first year is non-guaranteed, so Devin Kennedy's guarantee date is in January, as is Jonathan Isaacs, but they're not cutting Jonathan Isaac today, I don't think. Um, essentially, I thought, like, okay, we love Devin Kennedy. He's great dude, great story, great shooter, can still add a lot of value to this team, but it, it feels like he's being squeezed out a little bit. That's, that, that's just, frankly, the way it is. 
I don't think the Magic would sign Caleb Houston just to cut him. Uh, you know, especially as a draft pick, uh, you lose your draft rights. Um, I, I thought honestly before the Magic signed him early in summer league, uh, I thought the Magic were gonna um, just park him in Lakeland for the year and give him a gap year um, and, and not bring him up to the main roster, and that would have preserved kind of the n- numbers that the Magic need on their roster. Um, they could end up cutting Bull Bull. He's got a not uh, his first year is guaranteed, but his second year is not under his contract. So that was certainly that that certainly could still be a possibility. Uh, you know, Terrence Ross is entering the final year of his contract. The Magic have been unable to find a trade for him. As Terrence Ross even said, he has no clue what's going on. He's preparing as if he's going to play for the Magic this year. I don't think the Magic buy him out at the start of the year. I think the Magic do hold out, try and get something for him, even if it's a second round pick and a trade exception. That could still be super valuable. So Ross, I think, still has enough value that the Magic are not going to do anything with him quite yet. Um, but again, your options start to get really, really limited. Mo Wagner's contract now fully guaranteed um, for the year. He has a second year on his, uh, I believe he has, no, this is the final year of his deal as well. Um, so there's just, there isn't a lot of avenues now for the Magic to clear things up. Clear things up. Unless someone just plays absolutely horribly and the Magic just eats someone's money, Devin Kennedy is probably the guy getting cut here. Uh, and again, we love Devin Kennedy. We love everything he represents. We love everything he's about. We love his skill set. And, and frankly, the Magic need his skill set. And I'm frankly a little worried about entering the season with just Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, and Jalen Suggs as your as your lead guards. Uh, you know, Paolo Bancaro is going to play plenty of point, point forward. So is Franz Wagner. I think the Magic are going to be pretty... Um, you know, you know. I think uh, it was mentioned in the Orlando Magic All Access video during Summer League uh, that you know the Magic, or it was actually it, it, it was actually mentioned in the Nick Fidel article on ESPN.com. The Magic want everyone to know how to run the point. Um, the Magic want everyone to know how to run an offense and set people up. Um, it goes to the kind of versa- versatility this team is looking for. So maybe having that third point guard isn't so important. Um, and, you know, Devin Kennedy isn't a true point guard quite yet, quite anyway. But uh, nonetheless, I, I, I really think that, I really think that, that, you know, I have a little bit of concern about not carrying a point guard, another point guard into camp. And, and again, I like Devin Kennedy. He gives the Magic a skill they absolutely need. Uh, and, 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 and. Losing him hurts. Losing him is good. would hurt this team and 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 be a risk. And but obviously the Magic have to make this decision. Um, again, no decision has to be made today. You don't have to cut Devin Kennedy today because it feels inevitable. Give him his chance to earn a spot in in camp. You can always make a trade down. You can always make a trade. You can always find a way. It's the NBA. Um, he's going to get his opportunity camp just like everyone else's. The two way contracts aren't set in stone, but. The reason why I bring this up and the reason why I want to discuss this a little bit um, is in context of other players. Because a lot isn't set in stone. A lot isn't guaranteed for this team. A lot isn't for certain. Uh, and, and I think that's something that's really important to note and really important to say is there's a lot of players on this team they are going to have to find ways to stand out and find ways to make their impact. One of those players is absolutely Chuma Okiki. And I want to really highlight him a little bit here because Chuma Okiki feels like the odd man out. Uh, And that's why I think it's important to talk a little bit more about him. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, when we look at this Magic roster, when we look at what this team is going to look like, what the depth chart's going to look like, um, you know, I think obviously we see a little bit of a glut at forward. A little bit of a glut of kind of these big wing forwards. We've got Franz Wagner, we got Paolo Bancaro, we got Jonathan Isaac, and we got Chuma Okiki. All four of those guys can play either forward position very comfortably. Um, there's some thought of playing some of them at the two. Chuma ended up playing some minutes at the two last year to not great effect. Um, you know, we've joked about Franz maybe playing the two in some bigger lineups as well. But nevertheless, um, these are four guys that are going to be sharing all the forward minutes with the potential for the Magic to go small and maybe push into that for the potential for the Magic to go big and have Wendell Carter or Mo Wagner play those minutes. The point is, the Magic aren't going to be able to carry all of them forever. And while, yes, Jonathan Isaac is going to be kind of eased back into the season, we're not even certain when he's going to be able to come back and play, that's going to open an avenue for Chuma Okiki. But right now, Chuma Okiki feels like the fourth guy on that list. Feels like four of four. And... He's going to have his difficulties finding his minutes. Chuma Okiki's second season was had its promise, but wasn't necessarily his best. He averaged 8.6 points per game, which is certainly an increase over his rookie season, but shot just 31.8% from beyond the arc. His three-point attempts jumped to more than five per game. He took 64.5% of all his field goal attempts from beyond the arc. The Orlando Magic essentially turned him exclusively into a three-point shooter. Gone were kind of the post-ups that Steve Clifford set for him. Gone were some of the cutting actions that he was able to get. Now, some of this was because of injury. Okiki dealt with a series of injuries throughout the season. He missed most of training camp, which kind of put him behind the eight ball, especially as a second-year player. That really, really hurt him, and it took him a long time to get himself going. His three-point percentage kind of went up and down. He was was very, very, very streaky as a three-point shooter. But this is ultimately what differentiates him from the other forwards on the Magic's roster. What's going to get Okiki minutes? Because he is a great defender. That is that is proven out. That you know the numbers really bear out how good Okiki is as a defender. He is a very very good defender. But what's going to make Okiki kind of get to the front or, 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 or stand out in this group is his three point shooting. And if there's one area where Okiki has to find consistency this season, it's from beyond the arc. Because this Magic team obviously still needs shooting. We think Paolo Bancaro is going to create a little bit more space, but at the end of the day, Orlando needs their players to shoot better. They need them to be threats from the outside. They need them to hit three-pointers. Okiki is able to hit three-pointers. All will be fine. That's, That's the truth of the matter. That is the truth of the thing. 
um, is Okiki has to be a shooter for this team to be effective, for this team, to, for him to get the opportunity. And you're going to find these little battles and these little things throughout the course of the season. Again, this season is about figuring this stuff out. It's about figuring who the players are. But like last year when I posited that RJ Hampton would get squeezed out of the rotation a little bit because the Magic were just so stacked at guard, Okiki is the one that's under threat now of getting squeezed out of the rotation. Of getting squeezed out of having that clear opportunity. That's really one of the big things at stake here. That's one of the big things on the line in this Magic season. Okiki's future with this team is indeed on the line. Now, Okiki's the kind of player that everyone loves, both because of his personality and, and who he's in the locker room, that everyone loves because of the way he plays on the floor. He plays for other people. He is not looking to get his own shot for the most part. Now, he takes a lot of shots when he gets the ball because he's open typically. Um, and his job is to be a catch-and-shoot guy. But they love him because he defends hard, he moves the ball typically, and they believe in him as a knockdown shooter. Of course, that proof will be in the pudding. That proof will be in what he's able to accomplish and what he's able to do. He is not the only one facing this kind of pressure this season. He is not the only one facing this kind of judgment. This is actually emblematic of what this season is going to be about. This season is about figuring out who can do what and what's worth keeping. So that puts the pressure on guy like Chumo Kiki, who is already on the outskirts of the rotation, perhaps. Again, reliable if the Magic need him because of an injury. He'll get his playing time. It's not like he's not going to play. But that puts the pressure on a guy like Okiki to really step his game up. Step his game up in a way that we know that he can, but he hasn't been able to show consistently. Like we've said, this season is about leveling up, and leveling up means consistency. It means doing the right things over and over again, limiting mistakes, learning from mistakes, and playing competitively more often. A player like Okiki goes a long way toward that. And obviously there are a ton more roster questions to get to this season. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_md. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We're beginning to think a little bit ahead to training camp, but obviously a lot more, to, long way to go there as well. We're going to keep you updated. Plus, we got our big history project that we will be starting very, very soon. I will announce that later on in the week. Um, tomorrow, epi- Tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic will be all about Paolo Bancaro. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect from Paolo Bancaro in his rookie year, what we learned from Summer League, and a whole lot more. I think you'll really enjoy tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But now that you're done with us, go check out the latest episode of Lockdown NBA. Even during the offseason, we're going strong on Locked on NBA with the latest news and thoughts from around the league. Check it out wherever you download podcasts today. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic, Daily Locked on Magic. This is Phil Foster. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 